0: very I have very fond memories of of my time here at ENC I have some close associations Um, persons from my congregation have been distinguished alumnus of this alumni of this college and there are um, persons in the student body now who are very very dear to our congregation I've had the Great privilege of serving on the board with really outstanding Christian people and to watch as the leadership of your college and pursue God's will. One of the things about my association with ENC that is particularly special to me is a very close friend of mine who was the president of the student body while he was here in the 70s. Um, a man by the name of Donovan Cole, who continues to make a tremendous impact in my native Jamaica, um, where, where, where he serves and, and leads as a pastor. He has just re- returned to the pastorate of one of the leading churches in Kingston. So I am very privileged to have had this association with ENC, which is something that I wear as a badge of honor. Thank you so much for inviting me to 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 speak this week um, where you have dubbed it the spring revival. Trust that um, the 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 event will 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 at least um, be a revival in, in, in all of our hearts and um, here in New England you are really famous for revivals. So you know, can I say it? perhaps this might be one of those times where we will experience a visitation from God that is unusual, um, unpredictable, but undeniable in its impact. Um, I trust that all of us, you and I, will, 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 will expect from God something that we need that will really define the rest of our lives. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for the privilege of sharing your word. Beyond academic preparation, beyond intellectual prowess, beyond any particular skill that one brings to the task, we ask for your grace. Dear Lord, what, what can anyone say to young adults at this stage of their lives? who are prepared to set their compasses as to how they would live the rest of their lives. What can anyone say? Lord, you know. You know us. You know us individually. You know us collectively. So speak to us, Lord. Speak to us like you spoke to young Samuel. For we're listening to what you are saying. In Jesus' name, amen. My time as a student at university was a very significant time for many reasons. (laughs) Um, One of the things that I remember most, though, is that I, I met my wife then. And um, it it has been a wonderful experience. In fact, we're going to be married for 31 years this year. The course of our marriage, we have had two children, and I had the privilege to be there um, in the labor room when both of them were born. That is something. It gives me, however, uh, an understanding of, 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 of the Bible's metaphor of creation in the birth pains. Before God's ultimate plan is revealed, the throes of labor is something that has a mix to it. You are glad it is happening, but it is intense to the extreme. There are some things about it. I mean, if, if, if it is to end, then it has to get worse. And the Needs to be closer together. There is a tremendous metaphor for understanding what is happening, I believe, in history around us. Um, Because the Bible's perspective is a perspective from the end of history. In fact, it is now beyond doubt that the New Testament is really an end-of-history document. Anybody who is reading the Bible because they want to know about even the beginning of history, um, don't tell anybody and don't get me in trouble as a board member, but the Bible is not really a textbook on the beginning of history. So perhaps you should look to some other texts for the details of how things started and perhaps you will not find in the Bible the details even of the progress of history but the Bible is really a book on the about the perspective on history from the standpoint of the end of history um, we'll, we'll have Hanningberg is a German theologian that was bold. Bold to to assert that the resurrection of Jesus, real, actual resurrection of Jesus, really has a key to tell us what the end of history is all about and the nature and reality of God as the sponsor, the real sponsor of history. And then from that perspective, to understand everything else, including our lives, our brief moment, and where everything fits. The end of history, according to the Bible... is where God will bring to pass His purpose. Uh, what is in the New Testament called the kingdom of God? In the United States, you uh, people of the United States have sort of like put kingdom into perspective. You don't really like kingdom. And um, you, you're, you're proud Republic, maybe we could have the Republic of God from the United States standpoint. Really the rule of God, the the time of God's absolute purpose, the purpose of God. The New Testament is about that and the New Testament says that when God's purpose is accomplished, Paul, in writing to Romans, summarizes it that it will, it will, it will, it will be a, a purpose that is epitomized by justice, peace, and joy. The end of history in God's plan and purpose, demonstrated by God's raising Jesus from the dead. So we know it's going to happen. We know, we're not guessing anymore. The end of history, as demonstrated by God raising Jesus from the dead and people seeing Him and touching Him and hearing Him, the end of history is going to be universal, status quo, justice, Everything is going to be right. The end of history is going to be peace. Not so much in its tranquility, but in its relationship. Harmony is going to be the order of the day. And the end of history, as God plans, purposes, and will perform it, is going to be joy. Of course, en route to all of that, in the pursuit of justice, righteousness, there is going to have to be dealt with injustice and unrighteousness. In the pursuit of peace, there is going to have to be dealt with those things that undermine peace. And in the accomplishment by God of a status quo of joy, God, in the process of history, is going to deal with those things that are the root of sadness and sorrow. Now this is the perspective of history that we Christians have. It is a perspective that is optimistic. It's a perspective that is prepared to persevere through the process of difficulty. In fact, it was something that we believe Jesus clearly had. Scripture says that He, because of the joy that He saw, was able to endure untold difficulty. People who are clear about how it ends are people who will be able to deal with intermediate difficulties. Well, as you know, the Jewish faith is very privileged in that they have had this sense of revelation of God, the scriptures, the history with God and the thinkers within the Jewish faith are persons who understood that God in his wonderful giving self created the world. They understood the tragedy Of man's revolt and the world's tragic demise into pain and injustice and sickness and sadness and war and all those things. And of course, the Jewish people see that God at the end of history will be restoring this. And they anticipate and look forward. Rooted in the Old Testament scriptures, scriptures like Daniel, to that manifestation of the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the time of God's control. When all of this is going to be made right. Well, we Christians, as our faith is captured in the New Testament, commence on that view of history. And we comment on that view of history by saying that that which is expected to happen at the end of history has invaded history. That Jesus of Nazareth was not just some simple peripatetic rabbi walking around touching babies. But Jesus of Nazareth was god incarnate who is the one who will be the agent of bringing god's rule to the whole of reality in fact there's there, you you've learned the, the, the word christ from Hebrew term of the guy who is going to be the anointed one. The one who would bring in God's end. God's time of justice when justice will roll down all of those things that are oppressive and bringing pain. Justice is going to roll down like waters. And there will be peace In the valley, the lion lying down with the lamb and little children playing with snakes is the imagery of the prophet in that time of great peace. And we as Christians understand that Jesus is the person. Jesus of Nazareth is the person who is the agent, the one who brings that Of (laughs) course. That is where we contribute something new to the thinking. Jesus of Nazareth, simple looking person. But when we heard what he said, and more than what he said in terms of understanding the nature of reality, but what he did when He walked around and He healed people and He caused them to raise up from the dead, and then when He Himself was was killed, although innocent, but rose from the dead, we understand that the end of history has invaded history. God's plan for the end, we Christians declare That it has not waited for the end to happen. But it has come in the midst of history. Jesus is the one. Jesus is the one who now presides over a new time. A time when the justice of God is that which judges all the injustices of the present world the time when the peace of god present peace of god which people can participate in contrasts with the lack of peace that is in this world and a time when the joy of the lord the joy of the lord can be the present experience, right now of people, even in the midst of the agony that characterizes this world. To be a Christian then, my friend, is to be a person who right now, here and now, by means of God's own self, by means of God's own Holy Spirit. Enter into a faith union with Jesus, the One. And by that faith union with Jesus, you now live the life of the future. Right now you live the life of God's ultimate rule. Right now, you know what it is. Not only to be right with God, but have the passion of God for right in the world. Right now, there are some people in faith union with Christ who have that. (laughs) You see that young man who was killed, 38, 39, who stood up and said... I have a dream. You know whose dream that was? God's righteous dream. The anticipation of the end that had invaded that young man's heart so that he sheared the heartbeat of God for righteousness, standing in the midst of a place and a time that had been completely devoted. Devoted righteousness, A Christian, my friend, is a person who have joined themselves by the power of God to Jesus Christ and have now become people who, although they may be good Americans or Jamaicans, they are more fundamentally citizens of the future. Citizens of the kingdom. Where they are not only peaceful, gotten over guilt and sin and all that stuff. And peaceable, nice. But they, like Jesus, are peacemakers. We are the peace people. Christians, my friends, are people who are the people of the joy of the end where joy is not dependent on circumstances so we're not bored next time you say you're bored go there, start praying again because there's a way that you can tap into the end where it doesn't matter what's going on i think one of my favorite stories is the story of of two christian missionaries that went into a town a woman was demonized, and because she was demonized, she was being exploited by the forces of injustice. Her illness, her bondage, was the means of their prosperity. That's a paradigm that is everywhere around. Um, that we could we could preach long about how there are some people who don't want certain things to change because as long as it is demonized that it is, they will prosper. That paradigm can be worked thoroughly through history. Well, such was the situation. Demonized woman in Philippi was the means. Of the prosperity of those who handled her, the people of the kingdom, the people of god's future, the people of God's rule, came into town, not really wanting to to create any problem, but this woman followed them around, saying, "These men are the servants of the most high god. these men and they just they just said, "You know, oh, I wish that and and, and they just turned around and just delivered the woman from her demonic bondage. Of course, that means it affected somebody's economic well-being. So the economic interest then, I don't know if that happens nowadays, but there is a traditional link between big economic interests and the political directorate back then. So, the economic interest of the town consulted with the political directorate of that particular context and the judiciary decided that these liberators of this woman from her demonic bondage were criminals. Bad people. Worse people in town. So, they were locked up and they were not held in just minimum security they are too dangerous they are disrupting economic progress so they are locked into the inner court of the prisons and they are put in stocks back in the day prison reform was not a thing that they were interested in so you know like if you are dangerous you are in a dank dark place with stocks your head can't move your hand can't move your feet can't move anything you need to do like sleep or anything else do it right there oh boy why have you come to disrupt the economic progress of the context What is? what can you do worse than that people are going to lose their jobs These Christian men, having been treated thus by the powerful institutions of economics and government in Philippi, we are told that at midnight, when they were expected to be crying, they were singing. And we are told from the perspective of the Bible, that when they sang, God, who is at the end of history, responded and shook the very prison in which they were, in what is called a real surgical earthquake. Nobody died. Only chains were busted open. Amen. God. Acts chapter 16 tells us about the story of the nature and the power of joy in the face Of a world that has structured itself to perpetrate sadness and sorrow. Every now and then God in the midst of that situation. For people who have been the victims of that situation. brings joy and the joy of the Lord becomes their strength. Because the joy of the kingdom that has invaded the present is a joy that is unspeakable, full of glory and nobody gave it to you and nobody can take it away from you. Nothing. So I'm a Christian, meaning I have connected through Jesus To the God who has the whole world in his hands. What Jesus said to people, and I say to you students, at this very impressionable time of your life. The words of Jesus, seek first. Before you seek your life's partner, before you seek your career Before you do anything else, stop right now. Make sure that you are under the control of Him who is in control of all things. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these other things will be added on. I want to pray, an older brother, a Christian, completely convinced, at rest, that I have had the privilege of understanding what is going on. In the face of the travail that I can see on TV, the global warming, the melting of the glaciers in Antarctica, the earthquakes exasperated by the poverty. Because the earthquake in Chile is not the same thing as earthquake in Haiti and rural China. Because in those places, people have been the subject of injustice. As I see the travail and I see the pain getting harder and faster. And the floods in Australia and the floods in Brazil as I feel the economic waves, as I hear the protests in Tunisia and Egypt, and as I feel the unrest here in the United States, I know something is happening. The birth pains of labor. And I know that I'm connected about you. I'm going to pray now. And I'd like to pray for some student, somebody. It's not about your friend, it's about you. I'm going to ask you to pray. Could we bow our heads together? Right at the end of this chapel, in this moment in time, I'd like to pray for somebody who would say, Today is my day when I will bow to so the Lord God of heaven. And I will come under his control. I'd like to pray for you specially. If, if that is something that you want to either make a first statement in this way or a restatement, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand at the beginning of these revival service. I belong, I bow to the King of Kings. I'd like to pray specially for you. Anybody like that? Just raise your hand now. You can count on me. I bow to the Lord of the universe. I bow to God. Dear Lord, I thank you so much that we understand what is going on, that the travail of labor will bring forth the new creation. Thank you, Lord, that we don't have to wait Because right now, here and now, there are some of us who have begun to participate in the righteousness, peace, and joy of the kingdom. Lord, bless especially these students that have raised their hands and cause them to experience by the power of your Holy Spirit the joy of knowing that they are under your control. And it's all right. In Jesus' name, amen. Dr. Castle will be with us all week. Tonight at 7 o'clock, we'll be in the cafeteria in different places. Get a chance to talk to him. You are dismissed. Go in peace.